I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener. So it is a beautiful late morning on what is called here Boxing Day. I have not researched the um, context or reason for that, the, the name of this day, which is always the day after Christmas, and I hope that you had a beautiful holiday, and just to start by saying that, that I wish you every blessing, I'll start by saying that now and always. So, today is also a holiday, an official public holiday, and so many people here in Australia have basically gone on break, (laughs) gone on vacation. This is an extended holiday time now, which is wonderful. And today, unlike many previous days past, the sky is quite clear and blue. I can see into Sydney from where I am, and it's the sort of summer day that I've grown to know and love about this place. Clear turquoise waters in front of me. I'm actually sitting on the bay side of the peninsula on which I live, because the ocean side is, is blowing quite a gale, actually onshore breeze, so it's coming onto shore and making it fairly windy and cold. Relatively, I don't like the wind particularly, but here, sheltered in this beautiful bay, um, looking out on Boxing Day, people swimming in, in these crystal clear waters. Anyone from the Northern Hemisphere, this would remind you, if you've ever been down to the Caribbean, it's that kind of clarity in the water, this blue, green, here there are rocks and some sort of, sorts of reefs and bits of sort of clumps of brown, mottled brown seaweed here and there, but uh, the water is, is just absolutely pristine. And there are boats, most of them white, some of them sailboats out in front of me. It's just glorious. And as I look out, I'm really looking kind of due southeast. So from here where I'm sitting, I'm looking out through what are called the Sydney Harbour Heads, headlands, and kind of in a perfect sort of way, this harbour opens out to the ocean through two opposing sheer cliffs of sandstone rock situated probably about I'm going to guess it's a little hard to tell probably about a third of a mile you know maybe somewhere between a third of a mile and a half a mile from each other I live on the north sort of north side of that there's the south side and there's development there and communities and parts of Sydney but uh, that's south head and there's north head so I'm looking out to the headlands and then out to the vast horizon that's sort of a little bit more 
distant than usual um, for me when I'm sitting near the the ocean side but here I am in the bay so I'm looking out to this beautiful view this beautiful vista and in about two hours time dear listener one of the great yachting events boating events sailing events is going to take place here and that is the Sydney to Hobart Tasmania Sydney to Hobart race and this race I don't know when it was started but um, it's become renowned in the world of sailing and in the world generally and it is um, a race that is done by sailboats and that's their motive power and they leave from Sydney Harbor and Mass through these headlands south turning south to Tasmania and in order to make it to Tasmania to Hobart Tasmania which is a time of takes about two days of sailing to do that um, they have to cross the Tasman Sea okay the Tasman Sea the Tasman Straits and that bit of ocean I've learned from people here and from reading about it is can be extraordinarily treacherous so you see it's a race that is not done by the (laughs) faint-hearted it's not done by people who are in any way intimidated by that um, or perhaps they feel that but they do it anyway one or the other you see this is a bit like life itself to a listener this race is a bit of a metaphor for life itself that's what I was thinking this morning because in two hours I'm going to be sitting just a bit of a distance from here with a whole bunch of other folks and watching the boats sail out between sail out of Sydney Harbor between these headlands and then arc around to the right south and down to Tasmania and there will be hundreds of boats dear listener of all shapes and sizes it's incredible you know these days now the um, the big boats are a hundred feet long and they've got these vast black sails you know it's interesting I don't know when white turned to black in the sailing world but now the biggest most expensive yachts and boats are definitely sailing boats Um, many of them have these black sails so they're quite a sight and they have sponsorship from big companies like Audi and I think LVMH you know and other big companies um, are sponsoring these crews and these boats which are worth many you know millions of dollars uh, in the endeavor and hope to win this race a bit like America's Cup you know it's a bit like that kind of level of racing it's at the very 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 top of racing and the people who do this are extraordinarily skilled you know extraordinarily experienced but the thing about it is that no matter the amount of sponsorship no matter the size of the boat no matter any of it you still have to cross 
the Tasman Straits. You still have to cross the Tasman Straits, dear listener, and that bit of ocean there can be, as like I said, incredibly, incredibly treacherous. If the if the weather goes just wrong, it can do you in. And what I've learned too is that maybe 35 years ago or so, I can't remember it. Maybe between 35, and 30, and 40 years ago, um, this uh, this race was um, ended in in tragedy because the weather turned and what happened was that the boats that were heading down to Hobart down to Tasmania hit a really severe storm and people were lost you know sailors were lost in that storm boats were capsized it was horrendous and you see so Yes, I suppose if you have a, a bigger boat, you're going to be in better shape. And now, of course, there's satellite and there are a lot of other things that will help people navigate. But in the end, dear listener, you see the world, the weather, what happens on this vast ocean is awe-inspiring. Awe-meaning both in the best sense of the term and awe in terms of respect and even fear you know the ocean can do a person in and uh, and it did that year and um, I remember reading in the paper an interview with one of the sailors who had um, actually made it his boat actually made it his boat wasn't one of the biggest boats that year actually but he described what it was that allowed him and his crew and his boat to make it to Tasmania and to make it to Hobart to get through that storm. And the way that he described it was really fascinating because he made a series of split-second decisions about how to navigate, okay? Because you're tacking, you know, your boat. I'm not a sailor, but, you know, your boat, you're tacking, you know, into, against, you're tacking, using the wind, you're steering the boat, um, you're deciding upon course, you know, what course you're going to take, and uh, that's not fixed. And this man described how he made a series of split-second decisions about how to navigate through this storm. And it was clear that he was both... um, It was both his skill, his instinct and his skill, and the grace of God because certain things also happened that were beyond his control, you see, that worked ultimately in his favor that allowed him to make it to to Tasmania and to not um, suffer the fate of other sailors, you know, who tragically went down with their boat. I mean, it was quite a thing. It was quite a thing. So... I really, uh, you know, sort of anticipate watching now all of these these boats come through the, the headlands here in just a couple hours' time. They usually start at 1 o'clock p.m. from central, you know, Sydney, from, from near the, the Sydney Harbor Bridge, and then they come right out through the vast harbor that this incredible, this incredible natural harbor out towards the headlands and then down and then out and then down, you know, heading south, like I said, to Tasmania. But, you know, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this and I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this is like a metaphor for life. 
I mean, maybe people just love this kind of thing, love sailing because, you see, in a way, you're engaging head-on the very forces and the very sorts of, of challenges that is life itself. And you are subject to the same turns of events, you know, that sometimes befall us, sometimes very, very, very tough circumstances, right? Things that are not apparently in our control, you know, and there we are having to grapple with them, you know, having to grapple with things that in some sense, you know, we have a little bit of, of, of free will. I was talking to a, a friend of mine, you know, about free will, and, and there is some incredible dialectic, you know, my belief is that there's some incredible dialectic between duet, I'd say duet, you know, that's my my sort of sense of it, you know, between us and God, right? And he gave us free will. Humans have free will, right? So when they these sailors, these 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 boats people, right, sail out of here, they know that there is going to be the um element of their experience, vast experience, no doubt, and skill, because I don't think any of these people would be doing this if they didn't have you know some level of experience right significant experience and um, maybe even really significant experience and then there is the x factor and the x factor is what makes this kind of thing that compelling okay why an event like this becomes something that thousands hundreds of thousands of people probably many around australia and other parts of the world would be keeping their eyes on you see why why am i watching this why will so many people be watching this because that x factor is where there there's an unpredictability okay so no matter how well equipped and no matter how sponsored up you are you know and no matter how big your boat and whatever there's the weather there's the weather and there's the sea and those factors are absolutely, undeniably beyond anyone's control, okay? They're beyond anyone's control. And that is an extraordinary thing to contemplate. That's the environment within which these boats are heading, right? And in a sense, that's the environment within which we all exist. It's not always easy to acknowledge that and it's sometimes it's more apparent than other times you know but there's this incredible duet between us and God and in the light of the fact that for some reason dear listener right humans life on this earth human life on this earth is not predetermined in a sense I don't know how to say it it's 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 it's, I was going to say it's up for grabs. That's not entirely true. It's not entirely true that it's up for grabs. But you see, we're kind of, you know, we don't know really how the future, if we knew for sure how the future was going to be, then we would just sit around and, and, and drink, you know, whatever your favorite drink is all day. <laughs> that would be it. We don't know. But it's incredible. There's this incredible sort of paradox because we don't know. And yet it's possible to be in this sort of faith-filled, dynamic, interactive, you know, compelling, unfolding duet with the force of creation itself. And that is something that gives rise to intuition, intuitive 
uh, thought, notions, a sense of things. It gives rise to, you know, how we will move on, you know, at any given moment. How, I'm just going to say, that sailor 30, 40 years ago in the midst of that storm, you know, his experience, what, you know, everything he called upon, all his resources, right? And some instinctive split second decisions, you know, impulses, right? He called upon the deepest part of himself in the midst of an, the unknown to make his way and figure out how, you know, determine how he was going to go, how he was going to, you know, navigate, you know, what ended up being just unprecedented. It was an unprecedented circumstance in the history of this race. And, uh, so every time these boats head out, every year at this time when these boats head out, they're heading into that kind of situation, unknown situation, and that is really, if it was known, you see, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> they wouldn't do it if it was known. There's an element of the unknown, and that's why it's so incredible. So this is what I was really thinking, you know, dear listener, I was really thinking, wow, this boat race that's about to happen is really like it's a, it's 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 an expression of life itself. It's an expression of life itself, and uh, we um, you know we're in this unfolding dynamic. Sometimes very very tough. Sometimes even horrifying. You know, um, sort of life circumstance, life life, and. Uh, and we are, you know, we endeavor to do our very, very best. We can all share that fact. That's not different for any one of us. Some are more, of us are more privileged than others. Some, in some sense, you'd say, well, you know, are more privileged, quote-unquote, privileged. But I'll tell you, no matter how big those boats are that go out those headlands in two hours, right, no matter how big they are, they still have to deal with the, with the elements and that's the grand equalizer. It's the grand equalizer. And in the face of, you know, that, what do we have? We have our wits. We have our skill. We have our experience. And we have this duet with God. You know, this thing that is like equally awesome. Equally awesome. So with that, as I sit at this beautiful spot, looking out to the headlands, people milling about, people swimming in the beautiful, pristine, turquoise green waters below me, the green and yellow ferries plying the water back and forth, you know, it's amazing. They just keep going in and amidst this race, although I think they may stop for, for the boats, the big boats to go by. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of incredible. The whole thing is just kind of incredible. It's an event. It's, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. So one of the great world's great events. So with that, dear listeners, sending warmest wishes to you on Boxing Day from here down under where the air is blessedly clear today. And... Uh, I wish you the most wonderful holiday and holiday season and unfolding of the new year ahead, okay? And these waters that we each swim in, <laughs> we all share that. All right, warmest wishes, lots of love and warmest wishes to you now and always. Now and always. Bye for now. Bye.